Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Well, Corey Johnson, we are definitely all about earnings today. Yes, we are. Lots of them coming. Um, Amazon, one I'm working on my model right now, just making sure it's up and ready to go. Yep. Because uh, those numbers are going to be so – it's such an interesting company. It's, you know, in fact, it's in every conversation we get into, right? Yep. But there's another one, uh, Relics, uh, also out with earnings, and we see the stock on the move. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, that company. It's a company you haven't heard of, but it's a pretty substantial market cap, and you're going to want to yep. hear about their story. Let's get, though, to your top business stories, and let's get another update on uh, what's been a bit of a volatile day of trading, Charlie Pellet. Indeed. Looking at the VIX, up 7.6%, but right now the numbers at the close of floor trading on the NYMEX brought to you by USCF. Invest in what's real. Visit US. USCFinvestments.com. That's USCFinvestments.com. West Texas Intermediate Crude up six tenths of one percent, holding above $49 a barrel. 49.04 on WTI. Brent crudes at 51.52. Brent higher by 1.1%. Stocks have turned lower. A bout of volatility shatters calm on equity markets that had earlier climbed to records. The dollar rebounded. Treasuries paired losses. Right now, the tenure down 6.30 seconds. The yield 2.31%. Gold up 11.70. The ounce to 12.61. Up 9 tenths of 1%. Uh, while uh, we've got uh, the S&P 500 index down 9 to 24.68, a drop there of four-tenths of 1%. The Dow up 17 points, up one-tenth of 1%. NASDAQ slumping 58, down nine-tenths of 1%. Twitter failed to attract more monthly users in the second quarter, spooking investors looking for evidence that the company is on a sustainable long-term growth path. James Kakmak is an analyst at Munis Crispy Heart, and he has a neutral rating on the stock. When you think about the overall advertising market, 90 percent plus of the dollars are going to the duopoly, Facebook and Google, and it's, and it's very tough to compete against that. And, and Twitter, unfortunately, I think is having an identity crisis and not knowing exactly what it is and what it isn't, and is making some strategic missteps uh, that's further exacerbating their problems. And again, Twitter shares plunging 13.5 percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Yeah, this company provides a lot of information for its clients. We're talking about Relics. It's an information analytics company. It works for companies in the scientific, technical, and medical world, also in the legal and regulatory industries, uh, also out with its own earnings, and we've got the stock up about 1.3% today. Let's bring in Nick Luff. He is chief financial officer of the Relics Group, and we find him on the phone in London, which is exactly where they are based. Uh, nice to have you here with us, uh, Nick. You know, my producer and I, uh, Paul Brennan, we were talking in the newsroom before you came on and uh, reading about what you guys do. Kind of break it down for us. Um, exactly what do you do? Because I feel like there's a lot of analytic companies out there. There's a lot of information companies that are out there. Yeah. What's your niche? Yes, yeah, so we, we serve very specific industries, sectors, using information and analytics. So uh, we do it, as you mentioned, in the scientific, technical, medical. But So we're the, we're the biggest publisher of the world science. So we, we publish about 16% of all recognized science that's published. We publish that. And then we do the, the analytics on top of it to add, a, add additional value for the, for the users of it, who are mostly, of course, uh, other scientific researchers. 
Then we do the same thing for the legal profession under the LexisNexis brand. Um, mm. So, again, we have a, a data set that covers all of the law. It's very, very up-to-date, giving lawyers uh, exactly what they need to know by the minute in terms of what cases have been found, what case decisions have been made, what cases have been decided, uh, giving them news flow around that, giving them analytics around that. Uh, and then we do the same thing also under the LexisNexis brand uh, for different verticals like insurance, like the banking sector with anti-money laundering products and so on. Um, and we also have an exhibitions business, which is a slightly different business, but uh, we organize things like Comic-Con and, uh, and other trade exhibitions and things like that. Comic-Con, so, Outlander. Comic-Con. Mm. Oh, my oh, here God. We here we go. Here's, here's, look at you started. I'm totally distracted Nick, now. Oh, well, here we go. So <laughs> um, in, in the world of academia, Nick, the saying is publish or perish. You have a uh, – in the, in the world of media, uh, what we've seen from companies of late is publish and perish. And I wonder mm-hmm. when you look at the business model of publishing – you guys have had a lot of success at having a walled garden of, of, of charging money to get in and see things. And I wonder what you see as the future of that model in terms of having fewer subscribers because you charge a lot of money to them, but uh, benefiting from the fact that they're paying. Yeah, the, the, key, the key point is the value add, actually. I mean, in, in our world, we, we've been very successful in making the transition from the print medium to the digital medium. But what that's meant is that our, our, our products uh, have been able to become you know, significantly more valuable to the end user and the importance to a scientific researcher of knowing exactly what the latest science is, uh, knowing uh, exactly who's working on what, uh, being able to do analysis on that, to look at see where they should look next in their research, who they might collaborate with uh, anywhere in the world, of course, scientific science is a, a very global operation. Um, that is extremely valuable information to to those to that scientific community, uh, and that's and, that, and if we can continue to make sure we're publishing the most important science, uh, providing that in the most accessible way. Mm-hmm putting the analytics on top of it, that that's, how, that's how we can continue to thrive in that environment. i got to ask you about healthcare specifically. Um, I feel like Twitter has been uh, lit up because of this and uh, news uh, organizations covering that Amazon uh, might be muscling into healthcare uh, in some ways. This doesn't surprise me, but what might that mean for, for a company like you who works a lot in this healthcare medical science space? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to remember that healthcare is an enormous injury, in- industry. I mean, what is it, 17, 18% of U.S. GDP? Right, but don't you so think at some point for it to really work effectively, um, there needs to be maybe a couple of players that really are kind of aggregating all the information? Well, I, I think I think there's, there's actually will be the need for many, many different players doing different things for that for that industry. Uh, and we, we serve healthcare in different ways. So... so we publish a lot of the latest science around healthcare, yeah. um, and that whole process of, of uh, peer review of the science and uh, the editorial process of selecting the, the, the scientific discoveries that should be published in the in the appropriate journals, disseminating that to, to other scientists, uh, doing the analysis on top of that is a very important process in the development of medical science, um, and we we do a lot of that. We we also serve um, doctors mm-hmm. at the point of care where right. they're actually 
getting clinical information to enable them to help them make a better diagnosis, for example, right. that taps into some of that scientific research and so on. So, so we do different things for, in different parts. But I, and I do think there will be a need for companies, lots of companies doing different things to help, right. to help the healthcare industry. Nick, I hope we can continue this conversation because I, I do find your company uh, fascinating. Nick Luff, Chief Financial Officer at Relics Group, uh, joining us on the, fun, uh, on the phone from London. All right, you are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Masser, Corey Johnson, we are Bloomberg Radio. Nathan Hager has a look at World of National News headlines for us. He's in our 99.1 studios in Washington, D.C. Thank you, Corey. The border-adjusted tax is dead. Republican leaders have conceded they don't have the support to keep the idea in the tax reform discussion. The so-called Big Six, including House Speaker Paul Ryan, Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin, and top White House economic advisor Gary Cohn, have issued a statement saying tax reform now We'll focus on lowering rates and returning jobs to the U.S. This is a big win for retailers who have significantly pressed the White House as well as congressional leadership against the border adjustment tax. Bloomberg Chief Washington correspondent Kevin Cirilli, but the idea was the centerpiece of House Speaker Paul Ryan's ideas for tax reform. It was estimated it could have raised a trillion dollars over a decade. Likely to be a long night in the Senate with a so-called health care voterama beginning tonight. I urge everyone to keep working hard so we can get this over the finish line. It's what our constituents and our country deserve. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is allowing votes on dozens of amendments. What's likely to emerge, though, is so-called skinny repeal that gets rid of Obamacare's coverage mandate, but... Little else. Minority Leader Chuck Schumer. Is this the one plan that finally unites the Republican Senate? A plan that angers everyone, conservatives, moderates, and perhaps most of all, the American people. Time Alaska Senator Dan Sullivan says Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke threatened retribution on energy and public land decisions over fellow Alaskan Lisa Murkowski's health care vote. Murkowski was one of two Republicans who voted against beginning debate on repeal. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. This is Bloomberg.